You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You put up one of your gold medals. Yeah. And he puts up his Super Bowl ring. (laughs) There we go. That would be big. <laughs> yeah, because you got, what, eight gold medals? Yeah, I got eight. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's only got one Super Bowl ring. Would he be I willing? I don't think he's going to go for it. Well, if he's not afraid. Yeah, and he's, he's been talking, so we'll see. Yeah, I would we love it. We should think about it. That We should put some thoughts into that one. Yeah. Yeah, you let me handle it. I got this. I mean, <laughs> pay-per-view, you're in on this, right? You, you want a piece of Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I, I said it to him. I've I texted him. I was like, you, you keep talking. I might just show up. <laughs> and finally, Show and BK are back in the building. Thank God BK is back. I mean, I mean, we had fun last week, but we need the whole team here. Serta with these big-ass glasses. He looks like Alex P. Keaton in here today. I don't know, I don't know what he's going for this family tides look. But or is it ties? Did I say ties like the like the laundry detergent? I don't Fam- know. Is it family ties know. or is it family ties? It's family ties it, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's family ties. I didn't call it your family ties. Well, I'm an idiot. But family. But anyway, you look like Michael J. Fox from Family Ties with these stupid ass glasses on. But if it works for you, it works fine. BK, you, you enjoy vacation, man. I, I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you made made it back. We needed you in here. It was fantastic, man. I went down to Gulf Shores area. Um, it's great. Perfect for COVID times because there's not a whole lot of people around. You can just go down to the beach and hang out with whoever you're with. Fantastic. Enjoyed it. Missed being with you guys, though, because Chiefs training camp is actually providing us with some interesting storylines, which is not always the case. Um, but this year, especially with the offensive line, the way things are shaking out and Tyreek Hill continuously uh, challenging everybody to races, it's been interesting. Well, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 hold off on this uh, this damn training camp first, because Tyreek Hill is out here. Just he's he's got to stop this. All right. Like, like, stop, man. He's just challenging everyone under the sun. He has not actually raced a soul like I don't. He, when it was got bad is he wouldn't even call that cat's name from Tennessee. Just said the cat, the kid from Tennessee. Like, I want to race him. Like, he's none of this happened. He's not race Henry Ruggs. He's not raced any of these people. And now he's challenging, challenging the uh, maybe the best sprinter we've ever seen, uh, the record holder right now, the 100-200, Usain Bolt. And, and, and now he's challenging him. And not just challenging him. He's disrespectful. Called him, what do you call him, old? And and, and 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 washed. Come on. Now, first off, it's disrespectful. First off, you can't call someone old and washed and then say, well, they would get me in the hundred because that's his race. But in the 40, I'd get him. I, I just need I just need Tyreek to, to, to chill out because now BK inserted. He's bitten off too much because now he's come back. Bolt said, all right. He was on with Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick, I thought, put, put together a nice thought. 70 meters. Let's do it. 70 meters will split the difference. Not the 100, not the 40, 70 meters. And let's get it on. And, 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 and Tyreek can't beat him. And he won't beat him in that. And he just needs to chill out and just go play football and, and stop this. And stop this. I'm over it. I kind of like it. Um, if you're going to go at somebody oh, in terms go. of racing – who would like if you could pick literally anybody in the world if you're Tyreek Hill to up your Q rating in a race the number one choice in a short distance race is Usain Bolt now I was I was thinking Jackie Joyner Kersey yeah but Usain Bolt more recent (laughs) Um, people our age I feel like uh, more likely to watch this uh I want him to beat a female Olympia that's what I would challenge to to raise that I, that's what I would do. I'm gonna go ahead and say that's probably a bad idea. Um, I right. uh, yeah, you're probably right. I agree. I've 
this is probably the route that Tyreek should be going. Now, I do think there's some potential unintended consequences here. I don't think Tyreek Hill would win this race. I, I was going to say, makes, you, 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 do you think he'd win 70 no, meters? No. I, I think what makes Tyreek Hill special, and we, we talked about this a little before the show today, it's not his speed. And I know that sounds weird to say, um, but Tyreek Hill is very, very fast. Everybody knows that. There's been a lot of fast guys in the NFL. I might be able to be convinced that Chris Johnson's faster than Tyreek Hill. Not sure of it because we've never seen them both run a verified 40 time, but Chris Johnson was an unbelievably fast dude. Chris Johnson didn't have the acceleration that Tyreek Hill has, though. The ability to get from zero to 100 immediately, his start stop, his change of direction, that's what makes Tyreek Hill special. And none of that is on full display over 70 meters. And what makes Bolt so special is his ability to gain momentum as he goes in a race. So I don't think Tyreek would win this race, but I'd be interested in watching it. I, I would watch this if it was on like TNT or whatever the week after the Super Bowl. I'd tune in. I, I mean, I'd watch it. I'm just over, like, if you're not going to race anybody, just stop. Like You, you actually got to do it. it. This yeah, is one that you got to do. You got to do it. You, you just got to stop. Like, I lo- like, listen, I love what Dan Patrick put together. And Bolt agreed with it. Now, Tyreek would be a fool if he agreed to it. Tyreek would be a fool to agree to 70 yards because there's 70 meters because he'd lose. He'd be a fool to then, as Dan Patrick said, you put Bolt, you put one of your gold medals up against Tyreek's Super Bowl rings. Stop. Stop it. Like, he would be a fool. to He might as well just walk over there and give him that Super Bowl ring. First off, those things aren't equal value. So, uh, first, he'd be a fool to do that. And I, I just... Like, I don't know if Tyreek has thought this one through because I, I, might, I, might, I might take this a little south, but, I, but I, that's what I do. I, but I don't know if he's thought this one through because would you agree? Tell me if I'm, you tell me if I'm wrong. I think this, this type of race, because of who, who Bolt is, especially around the Olympic time, I think this would garner a lot of attention. I think there's, a, I think there's potential that this would go – just more than just the national news. Like you said, if it was on TNT or something, I think this is something you could see Michael Strahan and Robert Roberts talking about on Good Morning America or or Nate Burleson now on CBS in the morning. Like you could see this being a national thing. And everybody don't know about Tyreek. But what would happen is, hey, Usain Bolt is racing this football player to see he's going to put his gold medal up. Oh, my God. Who is this guy he's racing? Let's dig into this Tyreek. Oh, shoot. Oh, he's got this in his history. We're going to put this. Like, I feel like he's kind of been able to lay low and settle this thing. And I'm not saying people have forgotten, but it's everybody don't know about Tyreek Hill's history. And I think he would potentially be drumming that stuff up on a national level that 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 could be problematic. I don't think it's worth this. So I, I know he's probably not thinking that far into it. I bet the Chiefs are. But I bet he's not thinking that far into it. But that could be one of those unknown consequences that come up with him getting involved with somebody so big, and this could be a, a bigger story than maybe they're attending. Yeah, I mean, it, it is possible. But, I mean, you look at what he's been in in terms of, like, massive television situations. He's, he's played in the Super Bowl, man, and he was one of – the best players in the Super Bowl and wasn't one of a part of one of the biggest plays in recent Super Bowl memory with um, his catch. A hundred yeah, million but he, people but, but, watched but BK, that. He's not a star. Like he's not like he's, he was in the Super Bowl, but he's not, he's not transitioning over like the star Brady and Mahomes and Gronk, like, and, and maybe Kelsey, but those three are guys that people know, like he was in the game and had a big game. Like, but he's not transitioning stars and it wasn't focused on him. This thing would be focused on him and, 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 and him and Bolt. Those are the only two. And this would then jump over, especially in 2021 and where yeah. we are in this country. This would then jump over to beyond casual fans that are watching more of this than just, hey, yeah, it transcends sports. It, yes. it, it'd be, this would become pop culture. Like that, that's, yes. it, it, it transcends what we do and goes into like 
ET is talking about this. Like you said, Good Morning America is talking about this. I, I totally yeah. understand yeah. that all, all of those sorts of things. Like Tyreek Hill has 630,000 followers on Twitter. He has 695 subscribers on his YouTube channel. Like Tyreek Hill, if you're looking for the biggest star in terms of wide receivers, and I understand that this is different. This is a different level of stardom that you're talking about. He's probably number one in the NFL right now in terms of receivers, wide receivers. Um, and he's been a part of the biggest play of a Super Bowl that was watched by 150 million people. This, whatever it ends up being, will not be watched by that number of people. This will be more similar to the match that we see, the, the golf matches with Brady and Manning. I don't even know that it would approach those types of viewership numbers. Um, it, it would get the pre-show hype. Um, so I, I don't know that it would be quite as big of a, uh, microscope as, as we're liking to believe, but it, it certainly is something that he probably needs to consider before accepting it officially. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It won't be watched by as many people as the Super Bowl, but it, it, it will be brought up in other circles. It will be brought up in the ease or in the good morning americas or the late night shows like it's it'll be brought up and have conversation and like once you once you figure out who the two people are who is this cat that's going up against usain bolt that's been talking all this mess and saying that he's old and tired and he's and, and, and all this oh like the first thing you see like what's the first thing like i, I wonder how how far you get to Tyreek Hill to Oklahoma State? Like, if you Google searched him, how far you get to what happened in Oklahoma State? And, like... Uh, uh, no, I, I mean, I, I agree with what BK's saying and that, like, there's just not a lot of NFL wide receivers that are like, that guy could walk into a room and you know exactly who he is. I now. agree with that. And, and there's... And I think part of it is that we're at a point in the NFL where there's just more incredible talent at that position than there's ever been. Like in the past where it was like Randy Moss and T.O. were like just above everybody else, just incredible physical players who nobody else could compare to in the league. They were on a different level of superstardom than these guys are where it's like Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, like Stefan Diggs, like a lot of those guys who are really, really special players, they're all kind of in the same tier of famous and, and, and superstardom to the point where like they don't have that massive platform. They don't have the Mahomes platform, the Brady platform. Like they're famous people, but they're not that level of famous. And so I do think that the Chiefs have sheltered Tyreek Hill a little bit in not allowing him to do a ton of media here and there because of his past and because of all of that stuff that you would be worried about by him doing something like going on Good Morning America or something like that. But I think that he's kind of at a level now where he's successful enough that if he were to do something like this, he could go on Good Morning, Good Morning America, and it's about this race. I also think this in really? no you way— don't you, you, don't think this, yes. you don't think the other stuff is brought up? No. No, because really. I, I think it's something that they look at like, oh, especially with the way the last stuff worked out and, you know, and everything kind of fell in on itself and the way his career has gone. I think that that's something that they're like, oh, is this for charity? Is this a charity thing? Like, yeah, it's a good that's thing. That's what you'd have to do. Yeah. You'd it's, have to it's, make it for charity. Yeah, it's a, it it's a to, it'd be a big charity race or something. I also don't think this is in any way bad for his career like i think the only way this is really bad for him is if he just gets absolutely obliterated like if he's within half a second of usain bolt this is a win whether no, he no, wins or loses no, i don't care if he does get blown away this is going to break this would bring his name into circles that he doesn't that don't know him and that's why i'm saying where i disagree with you serta is they they don't know him like, like, they don't know who Tyreek Hill is right now. I, like, I think you're just, underestimating his fame a little bit. I, I think... Uh, I'm t really, I don't think... Yeah. I don't think on Good Morning America and on Jimmy Fallon and stuff like that, that the people and the audiences that take in that, that they overwhelmingly know who Tyreek Hill is. I think I a lot think of them so. do because of the Super Bowl. Because, like, a lot of people... Like, my, my 
Really? Beyonce's mom watches the Super Bowl. It's like the only football game all year that she consumes. It's the only one. And she is certainly not alone in, alone in that capacity. She knows who Tyreek Hill is. It's partially because he's such a tremendous football player and because she's watched him the last couple of years, especially two years ago, show out in the Super Bowl. And she knows that story, right? Like, I, I think that that story and his past is now known by a vast, like, if you know the name oh, Tyreek Hill, no. you really? might not know the details about it, um, but you know what is in his past. Yeah, I, I think that is kind of kind of like I think settled football law. People- I think football people do. I don't think people outside of football circles do. Like I, I like I like I I, I think like they I know there was a domestic violence incident. Maybe that's the extent of it, but I think that a lot of them know that he was involved in something in college that uh was I mean to put it as simply as possible and I've, we can have deeper conversations about this another time, but it was unfortunate. I, yeah, I don't. That's that's interesting. That that would be an interesting thing. Like this is, I I don't man. I don't I don't think they know. I don't. I bet you if they went on Good Morning America tomorrow and said Tyreek Hill and Usain Bolt are gonna race, like who? Not Bolt, but who? Who is yeah. that? Right, like uh, I mean, I, and even if people who watch the Super Bowl. They saw, oh, that kid number 10, he caught the, the ball out there against the 49ers. But they certainly aren't aware to me of his history where they'd say, oh, yeah, that's that's number 10, Tyreek Hill. And uh, he's the one who had the domestic violence incident. I, yeah. I don't know. I just I just think this is a this is still a learning curve here for Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs. I don't necessarily think that he's just at a place where that thing is past him. And that he that he could just like like I still think they got to tread lightly and not get comfortable and, and and think about how things will affect affect him. Uh, and yeah, I, I do think that he's not as famous as he should be for how talented of a player that he is. Like I was just looking at like which you know NFL players have the most social media followers, and Odell Beckham is yeah he's more famous like that's, number that's one, and but like that's years removed from Odell Beckham being anything close to the caliber of player that Tyreek Hill is. Yeah, but star doesn't of, mean player, though. Like, star doesn't, like, being the star and known doesn't necessarily yeah. mean best. But 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 I think p- part of it, too, is that because of his background, and I think the Chiefs have done a really good job I guess like they they've really put a lot of effort into kind of sheltering him because of his background and kind of trying to nurture that and keep him away from the media and stuff like that and now we're starting to see a different Tyreek where he's trying to be a little bit more bold he's trying to get his name back out there and we've seen other celebrities actors movie directors musicians whatever it is who have plenty of questionable things in their past they go on and they do huge grand things and they up their profiles where people don't talk about okay well this guy's got a a pretty questionable allegation in his past and so i do think that tyree kill is is starting to ascend to that a little bit barring like him making another poor decision in the future i think he is starting to kind of overcome some of the things in his past yeah we'll we'll see i just just tread lightly just think this Think this puppy through and, and don't lose a damn Super Bowl ring. That 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 would be really stupid. Huh. Really, really stupid on Tyreek Hill's spot. All right. This is uh this is one of my favorite times on this podcast, sir. It is uh when uh BK gets super annoyed. Uh super annoyed. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, BK got himself good and fired up about this Justin Houston stuff. And today it is People are so worried. I mean, it's just whoo, struggling with this Chiefs offensive line because the Chiefs defensive line seems to be kicking their tails in training camp in St. Joe. And people are really worried about the big offseason move, and that's trading for Orlando Brown. And uh, and uh, this is a, this is a, this is really annoying you, BK. 
It is because Orlando Brown is a good football player. Like we've seen this. There is years of proof in the NFL to suggest Orlando Brown is perfectly adequate at playing the game of football. But he's getting beat. He's getting one-on-ones. Let me continue. He's perfectly problematic from your left tackle at playing football in the way that it is played in a game scenario. When you have 11 men on one side and 11 men on the other side, Orlando Brown typically kicks the ass of whoever is in front of him. That's good. I like it when my left tackle does that. The problem with these one-on-ones and something that everybody that is listening to this needs to keep in mind as you watch any of these videos that you see is that they are geared towards one side or the other. When you're watching defensive linemen versus offensive linemen, the O-line is always at a disadvantage because the D-line is the one that is initiating the action and the O-line is always going to be reacting to whatever that is. It's the same thing with receivers and defensive backs. When receivers are going up against the corners, the receiver knows exactly what he's about to do and the corner is on an island one-on-one and if he guesses wrong, it's over for him. Now, that can be problematic in the long run if you're getting just cooked every single time. I get that. But as an offensive lineman, you're going to consistently have help. Orlando Brown is literally never, ever going to be in a scenario where he is one-on-one exclusively against the defensive end. It's not going to happen. He always has an offensive guard on one side of him. And a lot of the times he's either going to have a uh, tight end to chip or a running back to chip coming out on the other side. So these situations just don't really arise. And on top of all of that, even if, even if I will concede the fact that he's been losing a lot of these reps, I frankly just don't care. I know Orlando Brown is good. Are there going to be moments where it doesn't look great, doesn't look special in pass protection? Yes. And we knew that when the Chiefs traded for him, it's not his best skill set. He is not fleet of foot. He had one of the worst NFL combines in the history of the sport. He's not super athletic, but he gets his hands on you. He finds a way to win and he gets it done. Orlando Brown, you can have legitimate concerns about this O-line and we'll get there. Orlando Brown ain't the guy that I'm worried about right now. Well, you sure as hell didn't make the case for you not to worry. I mean, God, dog, not athletic. Um, he's not a great pass blocker. He's not. He's fine. He's fine. He, he's a great run blocker, and he's solid as a pass blocker. And there are going to be times when you want a little bit more there. I'm not going to lose my mind on him yet, but I think it's certainly fair for Chiefs fans to have some some nerves about the offensive line and Orlando Brown. All right, this is. I mean, first off, the way they lost the Super Bowl was due to that group. I think many people would say if that group had got it together, they would be two-time champions. And they're protecting the biggest asset in the history of the city. All right, so that is that's a, but that group a, doesn't exist anymore. The group that lost the Super Bowl is gone. None of you. them are starting. That doesn't today. mean that for a fan, for a fan, still the offensive line is protecting Pat, and that like that is that is something I'm worried about. That's the probably the number one position group that Chiefs fans are worried about. And this guy's predominantly played on the right side, and he's played with a completely different quarterback and a completely different style of offense, where in this damn offense, pass blocking is a bit important, a lot more important than it was pass blocking for Lamar Jackson. So I'm not overly concerned. I do see this sort of like, a, a pitcher in spring training working on his fastball and, and he may get shelled for five home runs in a game because he just went into the game and said, I'm just going to throw all fastballs and try to hit corners. And people have, uh, people dominate him that way because he's working on stuff. I, I get a little bit of that. Now, one, Orlando can't just be getting beat all the time. At some point, like, we got to turn the corner where, hey, man, we didn't stack a couple weeks together, and Chris Jones just keep whooping your ass. That's a problem. Like, at some point, like, he's, he's got, not going to be going got, up against many defensive ends as good as Chris Jones, though. Well, well, still, well, he's got – it's not just Chris Jones that's getting him. Like, he's got to, at some point, hold up and win some of these battles while he's working on stuff. At some point, he's got to – I think he right, is, man. though. That That's the thing. I think he is winning a lot of those, Ron. We don't see those videos though, because that's not that's not sexy. When you see a defense, uh, an offensive lineman that 
pushes the defensive line out of the screen like that that's not fun to watch as a video so the stuff that's going viral right now on twitter twitter that's being shared is every time that he's losing the other thing that i think we need to keep in mind is what's actually taking place in these drills because are these defensive linemen at times getting around orlando brown and is that a bit concerning sure i i get that completely i'm willing to concede that point yeah, and completely. some of it is they know exactly that it's a pass and they're not they're not there's no step for them to hold up to have any fear for, for running the ball. So. And the other thing is, like, if that happened in a game, Orlando Brown's going to push them continuously back. They're going to go five yards behind Patrick Mahomes. He's just going to go underneath it. Like, we've seen this. We know exactly how Mahomes will go ahead. Okay, I see the defensive end. He's going to go upfield. I'm going to go underneath that. I'm going to scramble to my left. And now you've got either a running back or a receiver coming on a crossing route that's wide open for a five-yard game. And then, boom, we're moving on to second down. Like, this stuff just sometimes we overreact, overreact to the way that he is losing because the way Orlando Brown is losing is from the outside edge on speed rushes predominantly from the videos we've seen. And that's the type of thing that Mahomes is probably at his best in terms of eluding. Listen, we talked about this on a okay, show well, this I, I week. I can tell you right now, I don't feel confident. I don't feel <laughs> we confident when about... you kick it off with your listen. Like, <laughs> here it is, folks. I'll set the stage. Here it is. Listen. Okay, well, okay. I got right. this. Steve's going to make All the right. point here. I got this. We okay. talked about this on a show called NFL University uh, earlier this week on the SB Nation NFL channel. If you'd like to subscribe to that, we would greatly appreciate it. Are you it. kidding me? But New York... That was my guy, Justice Mosquito. <laughs> Are you doing that show with Justice Mosquito? Yes, yes. Justice uh, is just a do, part of it. Did you just do a read in the middle of this? Good hey, God. man. This hey, we're all, promo? we're all on the same team. We all want each other to succeed. This is, this is cross promotion. This is how these things work. All right. Cross promotion. We want everybody to succeed. As a, that's a part of our network at SB Nation. But we anyone talked about this. Listened, anyone's ever listened, you know, you don't give a rip about cross promotion. <laughs> never have. But here we go. We talked about this on NFL University. Quarterback Zach Wilson was kind of coming under some scrutiny because he was really struggling in the New York Jets camp. And I talked about it before he actually had the press conference where he dropped the quote where he said, like, I mean, it's practice. I'm turning the ball over. I'm making bad throws, but it's practice and I'm doing it to learn the speed of the NFL game. And I'm doing the things that I want to figure out what I can do in practice to help me figure out what I can and can't do in a game. That's what all of these players are doing. So it's just mess around, figure it out, F figure no. out what works when you're going against Chris Jones, what works in practice and what doesn't work in practice. So like, Maybe it's more about the Chiefs' defensive line. It's just going to be way better than we even thought that it was going to be this year. Like, I still have full confidence in the Chiefs' offensive line being good. It's going to take time for all those guys to gel and get to know each other. They never played together before. So I, I'm not reading into any of this very much. I think it's all completely overblown, and it's what we do in training camp. No, I, I think it's a bit overblown. I, I'm just saying I can understand the concern from Chiefs fans. They're protecting Patrick Mahomes. This is an, uh, an offense where, hey, you offensive linemen, you, pass blocking is more important in this offense than it is in other offenses, especially the previous offense that Lando Brown played in. Played in. And uh, I, I'm not giving Orlando Brown that much credit that he's just fooling around and working on stuff every time he gets his ass handed to him. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think that some of these he's getting beat and I'm not going to lose my mind on it. I think he's solid. He's not the best in the league, but I, I, I can just understand how Chiefs fans keep seeing him get beat down and are like, whew, I know they're not showing at all, but damn, that's 10 of them. So here's so, a question for you, Ron. Uh, I, I'd be I curious. Was 16. You, oh, I, I'm, I'm legit curious your, your response on this. If Orlando Brown as a, <laughs> Just hit me. I was 16, uh, a Ford Escape. <laughs> if Orlando Brown is the same caliber of pass blocker this year as Eric Fisher has been, but is much better as a run blocker, is that a win? Is that is that good enough? Are, are you good with that as being what Orlando Brown is for the Chiefs? Because I think that's kind of realistic expectations. Better run no. blocker, similar as a pass blocker to Eric Fisher. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think that's... 
Uh, I mean, you got to come with me. Eric Fishner's a bit personal for me. I like I I, I would want a clear upgrade over that. And I guess when you add in the run block, yeah, that would be a clear upgrade. You got so better. I, I I guess yes yes yes. Pat's been able to put record breaking seasons together, uh, with Eric over there, nearly killing him. But yes, I, I, I yes, that can function. Yes, that can work. So if if I told you that, and I, I do think that's what we can expect this year from Orlando Brown, I think that should have always been the expectation. Maybe the thing that we're learning here is that there was some overhyping that was done for what Orlando Brown was. Because Orlando Brown, this is kind of who he's been as a player. He's a very good run blocker, and he's limited, but gets the job done in pass pro. Well, BK, I think, I think also it comes from what you gave up to get him. Sure. Like that that part. But that was out of necessity, right? Yeah. That that was the leverage that Baltimore had over you at the time. So I get all of that. If you want to be concerned about the Chiefs' offensive line, and I don't think there's a whole lot of concern on the interior right now. Trey Smith, it sounds like he's having a camp of the ages for a sixth rounder. Creed Humphrey, there's been nothing to suggest that he is not living up to the expectations that everybody had of him as a second-round rookie. I think he's going to basically be Mitch Morse 2.0. Come in as a starter immediately and fit in like a glove. Joe Tooney's been awesome from all reports. There's somebody you can be worried about, and it ain't Orlando Brown. Once again, there was absolutely no attempt at a tease or commercial break or anything whatsoever in the show. We do have to take a quick time out. We got to get to our sponsors. That's how we pay for this podcast. That way you guys can listen to it for free. And we absolutely love you guys for listening to everything that we do on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network and everything that you guys do listening to Show MBK. We absolutely love doing this show. So we really appreciate everything that you guys do for us. But we still got to take quick timeouts here and there. We're going to do that right now. But before we do, I told you guys about Noah Gray last week. And we can call this Steve's Fantasy Forum. I don't know. I'm still workshopping ideas. I haven't really thought about it that much, to be completely honest with you. But this is kind of our little secret. I don't think the guys know that we're having these kind of in-between shows in commercial breaks right now. And so I'm going to keep doing them. Don't tell anybody about it because I'm going to give you guys fantasy advice here and we'll talk about anything else we want to talk about. If you want to tweet at me, you can, at Steve Inserta. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about here. You want to talk about What If, the new Marvel series, you want to talk about some movies, whatever. I'm game for anything, but if we're going to talk about one thing right now, we got to talk about Philadelphia second year wide receiver Quez Watkins. Had an absolutely baller 79-yard touchdown in the Eagles' first preseason game against the Steelers on Thursday night. I've already been telling you guys, if you follow me on Twitter, Quez Watkins having a stellar training camp, second-year player, sixth-round pick for the Eagles, who are notoriously bad at developing wide receivers. They do have Devontae Smith, who I think has superstar capability and can be an absolutely special player. Really, nobody else, unless you really buy into Jalen Rieger. I'm not sold on Jalen Rieger. Quez Watkins, by all reports, has been the second best wide receiver in Eagles training camp so far. I'm telling you, even in redraft leagues, if you're in a dynasty league and Quez Watkins is available right now, absolutely go at him. He should already be on your roster. But if you're in a redraft league and you got, you know, slightly deep rosters... Quez Watkins is a guy you can get in the 16th round. Go add him right now. All right, I think that was enough. We got to get back to the show. We're going to get back into BK's guys to watch in the Chiefs' first preseason game against the 49ers next. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child 
didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I am very worried at this point about Lucas Nying and what the Chiefs are going to have at right well, tackle. Hold on. Why are you very worried about it? I have seen nothing to suggest that things are going well. Nothing. Not a single tweet, not a single video, not a single report. Nothing that I have seen would indicate to me, oh, this is going to be okay. It feels like the, you know, the meme on, on Twitter that you see with the guy that's in the, the building where everything's on fire and he says, this is fine. That's how I feel about Lucas Niang Try. right now. <laughs> like, I, I don't feel great about it. Mike Rimmers got hurt. You had uh, earlier oh this year. Hey, man, that's how we got the job. Kyle Long got hurt. I think both of them, if fully healthy, would be starting right now at right tackle over Lucas Niang. And that's a bit concerning to me. I don't know. I, I Obviously, preseason is going to, to account. We want to see that, see how he goes there. Uh, Andy, I, here, here's my thing, and I know this is concerning, but I do think he is the more talented, just naturally talented of those group of those three. Uh, when you talk about Long and and Rimmers, I think he's bigger and and more talented, uh, which I like and like to to move on. It's just Andy, how can you protect him? Which he generally does a good job if he's going to be the starter, and do we see? a big jump of growth coming up with these three games leading into the season, if he's the starter. So I, I, and I can get that understanding and concern too. I, I do think he's very talented though. And that, that is a part that makes me feel a little bit better in, uh, about it. And I think him and Pat, Pat and Andy can, can hide him. But I think it's very, very fair though, that you have those kind of concerns with him. And, and you know how young guys are. Maybe, but maybe next week he'll take some sort of a jump, and you'll be like, "Okay, there's 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 movement on his improvement level and what he's done." But I I, I do want to see see him in preseason games and 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 see how Andy uh, and those guys kind of protect him and how they they treat him. So, but it's very fair, as I said, that 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 you have those those concerns for him. He's at number one for me in terms of the guys that I'm most excited to see in this Is preseason. He? Is he? Number, number one. one. Number one. Because I think he's a starter. Like, as of today, he's starting he at right he'll, tackle he'll, on the unit at, on the unit that you thought going into the season was going to be the single most improved unit on the, on the team. And he appears to be, like, by a significant margin, at least in my mind, the weak link. And if you told me, like, hey, would you rather have five guys that are just solid, like all C's on the offensive line, or four guys that are A's and one guy that's an F on the offensive line? I'll take the five C's because at least then I know I'm getting passable blocking across the unit. Yeah. If Lucas Niang is an F, and I don't know that he is, but if he is, that is a massive, He's massive not an problem. F. He's not in. We don't know. We haven't seen him play football in two years. Like he's, literally two years. I'd be surprised. You think he's an F sort of? Is that what you're about to do? Nah, I was just gonna say he's really the weak knee. I I really hate you. I, I do. I I don't I don't know what you're it's those stupid glasses, is what it is. It it is. God man. Are you kidding? Is that what you <laughs> planned on? If you listen, yes, listen. I was hoping to stop the podcast dead in its tracks. That was a hundred percent my no, no, goal. This, this to is be the deal, BK, and, I, and I'm going to say this, sir. If you weren't <laughs> interested in what we were talking about, you could have just come out and said, "We're not. I'm not interested in what you're talking." No, about. No, we can get back Instead to what just, we were talking about. No, no, no it's was... over. You've literally killed it. You have literally killed it. If you get, if you weren't interested, you should have just said, "Hey guys, man, I'm not into this." Or just sit over there and shut up. Oh, I didn't know pulling the, I didn't know pulling the e-brake meant it was over. We can keep going. Get back to what you guys are talking about. That's all. That's can all. We, I, that's all. I really real got. quick, can we take this time to pour some hand sanitizer out uh, for for LDT? God, man, we lost him. And is he going to make hand. the roster? I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's going to start. Is he going to start the season on the PUP list? 
Did they, what, how many? What he? How long did they say he's out for? Like four to six, something like that. Four I to think. six weeks. Yeah, man. I don't think he's making the out for him, man. Maybe he can pick up some hours at St. Luke's Health System somewhere out there. Ku Med. I'm sorry. I think they're the sponsor of the Chiefs. Maybe he could pick up some. Some, some, all right, so let, let's get in that. So if he's number one on your list, uh, yeah. uh, oh, oh, Luke, who who else, who else? Give me who else is your in your top five that you're that 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 you're looking forward to in this preseason game against the Niners. So number two for me, and this is something that I think has kind of gone a little under the radar at Chiefs camp, and it's kind of surprised me that that's been the case. Juan Thornhill, he's been almost exclusively running with the twos. Devon Key, a undrafted rookie, what is free the deal agent, with that? Has been getting almost as much run with the ones as Juan Thornhill this year at camp. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Everything the injury that read, shouldn't be a, a thing anymore, right? And, and from everything that I've heard, man, from people that are there, he looks healthy. Like there, there's no indication that he is still hurt. So I, I don't get it. He's better than Daniel Sorensen. He just, he's just a better football player and he fits better with Tyron Matthew. Like if you just swapped roles, Juan Thornhill for Daniel Sorensen, it makes more sense. So I don't get it. I want to see him in a game situation. Um, he was somebody that Spags mentioned in his press conference earlier this week. He wants to see if, quote, Juan Thornhill is back. So maybe he's just taking it conservatively. And two weeks from now, this won't even be a story. He'll be the starter. But he is number two on my list of guys that I'm most interested in seeing. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That is an interesting thing, because I know we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. It's about time for him to take a nice little step. And uh, that is that is that is odd. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, that, that's one to keep an eye on. Number three for me, sticking in the secondary, is whoever the cornerback number three is. I want to see Mike Hughes, DeAndre Baker, and Rashad Fenton. I want to see which one of those three guys can step up as your third corner. Um, they're going to see roughly 70% of the snaps, whoever that guy is. So that's that's a starter. Um, I want to see who steps up in that capacity. I know I shouldn't say this out loud. I just don't have any desire to watch any of those three play football. <laughs> God, I just wish there was somebody else. I just, I just, I, I don't know. I know somebody's, I mean, Rashad, <laughs> but I just have no, like this Mike Hughes character. I just have no desire. I like Rashad. To watch, to watch them. Is Quentin Dunbar available? Like some, like make he a is. move. Yeah, he just became just, available. Oh, he's free. Just, he was bad like, last year though. Like, you know where I'm fired? I'm fired up to watch R.I.P. to your Xavier Howard dream, by the way. Uh, it's, listen, I've, Listen, I sent that to the shades that time that day. You guys talked me smooth out of it. I like I'm excited to see those guys on on special teams. I'm just not I'm not like I want to see Rashad Fenton like on kickoff. That's what I'm excited for. I just I'm just really like I just don't want to watch. I just it just it just sounds they just feel like a losing proposition. I, I don't want to. I hear you. Know, Unfortunately, that, that's what you got to work with no, right you're now. You're right. So, yeah. um, in the here and now, I'm, I'm looking forward to one of those three. You know who I was? I was very surprised to hear this. Steve Spagnolo was asked who he's ex excited to see in this preseason game. He mentioned one person by name. One. He was going through it. He, he said specifically, you know, I'm going to go through the Rolodex real quick. And they went back to the same player again. Did not mention anybody else in that specific question. He said Colin Saunders was the guy that he wants to see in this game. I am very curious to see. I love, if, I love me some Colin Saunders. Now, he hasn't been a damn thing on the field. but just He was a healthy scratch most of last season. Oh, I know. Yeah. But something about that kid. I, you remember, I loved him coming out of the draft. Like, I was going to try to will him to be a contributor. He's got such a great number. Uh, but I don't I, – I'd like – He's also one of the most excited. he's he's also one of the best players on that team to talk to. Like just a, a great yeah, personality. Yeah. Um, I root for the guy and I hope that it works for him because athletically, I mean, I know he's undersized, but he's an unbelievable athlete. And if he does take that step this year, if you've got a D tackle rotation of Naughty, Reed, Wharton, and Saunders with Chris Jones just lining up all over the place, to Serta's point earlier. Man, that could be a really good and really deep defensive line because you're always going to deal with injuries in that unit. That could help you help save you at times this year if you are going to go through some of those spells. Yeah, I mean, he's got to take a he's got to take a step. Like you can't be getting a healthy healthy scratch like he was so much last year. And like, I don't know. 
I, I mean, he's like, I know this never happens at Missouri, but he's, he's like at Kansas. Like he's like, he's been over recruited. Like he's just like this ward. I don't kid appreciate is, that. Well, it's just the truth. I mean, this warden kid, he he's jumped him. Like there's just guys that have just jumped him. And like what we say, warden, I mean, who was it? Uh, Tano Passigno, Frank Clark, and Chris Jones were the only defensive linemen who played more snaps than he did. Like you were thinking when they drafted him in the third round, I believe, Colin Saunders, that yep. that was going to be – he was going to be a guy like that. That you thought – like when you said the athlete, one of the things that jumped out is like, man, this this kid – I know he's at a lower level in college, but he's got he's got natural pass rushing skills, and you just and that just hasn't that hasn't shown itself at this level. So yeah, I, I hope I love the kid. I hope that he can that he can contribute. I I ain't gonna hold my breath. I'm last one for. I was gonna say I'm really glad you brought him up because yeah, I'm rooting for him too. Like Spags did say that about him when asked about him specifically. He said earlier this week that like they loved what they were seeing from him in drills and stuff, but it wasn't translating to like the full team stuff. And he was like, so if we see more from him, like we got to get it to translate when we're going 11 on 11 and we're going in like full team stuff and we got to see it translate there because we're just not seeing it translate there yet. And so I think that's something that he's really been struggling with, but I hope it works out for him. I think, yeah, I think he's one of the best interviews on the team I, I want the guy to have a good year and i want him to have a successful career in the nfl yeah i'm rooting for him so I, I hope it works out i think we're all on the same page there the last one on my top five list number one lucas Niang, uh number two on thornhill number three the three corners battling for that third cornerback slot number four colin Stonders. number five for me is noah gray the tight end that we've talked so much about um, I know he's going to be a number two tight end. He's going to play like down. 30% Woo! of the snaps for this team Woo! this year. If he wins that job over Blake Bell, Noah Gray from start to finish of chiefs camp has been getting rave reviews. I want to see it in a game. I want to see what this looks like when he's playing with the chiefs backups, the number twos, is he as dynamic as all of the reports have indicated? I, I just want to see what it looks like. So he, he's number five for me. Um, in terms of guys that I am most excited to see in their first action in the preseason this three. year. Yeah, this is, three uh, dynasty leagues. Got no gray in three dynasty leagues. This is a subpar list, uh, to be honest with you. Um, well, there's Who just did you two, have that I did not have? Well, there's two guys that should be <laughs> on the list and maybe should be at the top of the list, which, I mean, we might as well just – Can I guess who they are? Rip the list in, in, up and – yes, go ahead and guess. I'm going to guess one of them is McCole Hardman. No, no, we already know what we got there, man. That's that's a thousand yards. Book it. Byron no, I, Pringle. Okay, let me let me back. Marcus Kemp Marcus Kemp had a great press conference the other day. I don't quick, know if you guys me, listened me, to it. Anyway, was, it got me was, juiced. It got me juiced for Marcus Kemp. Let me say this, sir. That Marcus Kemp was uh under consideration. Real quick, let me back off that uh McCole Harmon. That flew off the tongue really easily. That Cornell Powell. I did not mean that. No, the two for me is uh, two rookies. I want to see Nick Bolton, which is uh, your Missouri Missouri yeah. brother, and ought to be ashamed. I want to see him if he's really flying side to sideline to sideline like we've seen at times. I'm interested in that. And your starting guard, Trey Smith. I just, I just want to see this, and I believe it is. Last week, you you weren't here. He was the, the game that's sweeping the nation, and we will play in a bit. Imposter or certified. He's the I hope first, you both said certified. He's the first person we've never seen play in the NFL <laughs> that we made certified already. And and I just I just want to make sure I ain't a fool. And I want to make sure what I'm seeing in practice then also translates on the field. And I hope that the Niners play a lot of their guys early because they've got a really good defensive line. That's it sounds a, that's like they're one. not playing um they're two starting defensive ends. So you won't see them, but interior, maybe you'll see their guys. But yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully we, you know, we see, we see those, one of those guys, but I like, I want to see that. Like even the young kid from South Carolina, they drafted last year. Mm -hmm. he's, he's a pretty good player. I, but I, I just want to see, yep. He's, he's doing what he's done in practice that has made him the blow far away and, and really led to this injury that LDT says he has. But it far and away made him the starter there at guard. I just want to see that translate. 
it's interesting. I, I feel like I'm kind of on the same path. I, I'm guessing you're here too, Serta. Um, I'm just assuming he's going to be good. Like that's a weird <laughs> thing to do for a sixth round rookie, but he's not your typical sixth round rookie. Like this is a guy that was legitimately one of the top recruits in the country coming out of high school. He was a stud, an absolute stud at Tennessee had some up and downs, uh, ups and downs over the last couple of years, certainly has dealt with his fair share of injuries. And then he had the heart thing as well. I'm just assuming he's going to be good for the chiefs. And so that's why I didn't have him on my list. And now that you said his name, I feel like what I'm doing here is wholly unfair. <laughs> like I am, I am putting him to the same standards almost as Joe Tooney, where I'm just assuming he's going to be good as well. Yeah, that's spicy. Yeah, and Joe Tooney's like a a legit Pro Bowl caliber uh, offensive guard, and I'm not saying Trey Smith's going to be that, but I had the same kind of confidence with uh, Smith just being good immediately, and Creed Humphrey honestly had the same same thing that I do with Joe Tooney. So I, he, he probably should have been on that list. Yeah. Trey Smith, certainly somebody worth watching as is Creed Humphrey. And I think, All right. I think the reason that he fell so far in the draft is kind of bogus, but we see that happen with players all the time, but you weren't here last week, BK, when me and Ron talked about it, I talked about how Trey Smith was like the first year that they drafted Tyreek Hill. Like I was at that training camp. Almost every practice, in every practice, Tyreek Hill did something crazy. And you were like, that guy's going to be incredible. Like, that guy's going to. Perez gonna... said at that training camp, he thinks he can be Antonio Brown. Yeah. Like, that guy, that guy is going to be a playmaker for this team. Like, they got an unbelievable value. And Trey Smith is the first player since Tyreek Hill that, like, everybody's like, he's incredible. Like he, he's 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 everything they thought he could be. It's unbelievable they got him in the sixth round. It's unbelievable that he was even available. Like he is a day one starter, ready to go in the NFL. And so I'm just like, all right, he's good. Like he's 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 their yeah. newest Tyreek Hill, who they got in an unbelievable value. All right, yeah, I think hell. Let's just give him the second contract <laughs> right now. The hell with that. Let's let's do that. Listen, I I want to bring this up. Uh, because I know that I'm going to get I'm probably going to get crushed by some people, but I don't give a rip. Um, this this is going to to feel strong to some people. But I mean it, I, I feel it and I totally believe this. I'm not putting on never do. But BK and Serta, I, 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 I hate and I mean hate, 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 hate. This decision that Andy Reid is going with when he says the starters, all the starters for the Chiefs are going to play a quarter. And listen, I, I this really comes down to three guys. Uh, Pat Mahomes, and I'm going to call him Pat Randy. Pat Mahomes, that's really disrespectful. I'm sorry, Randy. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, the second. Him, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, I don't need to see them play a second in this preseason game. And I'll go a step further. I don't need to see them to play a second in any of these preseason games. The way that Sean McVay attacks this with the Rams, where he doesn't play any of his guys, I'm with that. I'm on that. I'm with it. Like some of stuff. I'm not saying all of them. Those three guys in particular, because I think there are some positions like Tyron Matthews, very important. Chris Jones was very important. Uh, Orlando Brown is very important. Like that Clyde Edwards Alaire, who's very important. Those guys play a position where I think maybe they need to get they need to get used to contact, get touched up a little bit, getting real live speed. Those three that I named, Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey, don't need it. Don't need to see their timing. They can do that in practice. Don't need it. I don't need to see Pat Mahomes take a hit in the preseason. Don't think he needs it. I don't need. Tyreek Hill to take a hit in preseason or Kelsey don't need it not a single second and I'm sure there's going to be some former players who are mad and our guy Therese Payless probably rolling around think what the hell are you talking about show but no no I don't need to see it I don't need to see those three guys play a single second and I and I, I completely disagree with 
a quarter, a quarter against the Niners for Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. So two things. Uh, first of all, I'll be absolutely stunned if Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey play more than a drive. It's just not going to happen. He said the ones will play the first quarter. Those guys are in a separate category from the ones. They'll play a drive in this game. I don't need second, to play one. Secondarily, I actually agree with you. Um, I, I would be willing for those three You're a smart guys guy. You're a smart to, guy. <laughs> occasionally to make an exception. Tyreek Hill, part of this is, has been dealing with a little bit of a knee injury. He's had what? that tendonitis with his knee. Travis Kelsey earlier in training camp had the back issues that he was dealing with. Patrick Mahomes, we don't talk about it because apparently he's at like 150% right now. He's still coming back technically from off-season foot surgery. I'm good with those three guys who are your three best offensive players, and there is no close fourth. Those three guys in particular, go ahead and put them on ice until the regular season. I got yes. no issues with that whatsoever. See, and, and you brought up the potential injuries and things they're coming up from. I don't care if they're as healthy as secretary. Sure, that's just another like extra the- reason. Yeah, I don't care. I, to me, no, I don't need to see them get hit. I, I don't know. Sir, do you have any idea who I just said? Do you have any idea who Secretariat is? The horse? Okay, good. <laughs> All right, I was a little nervous. I, well, I, you, you had me confused for a second. I was like, is that like a person? And I'm just thinking that it's a horse. I, I thought it, I was sure it was a horse, but I was like, is there another reference that I'm missing here? <laughs> No, I'm, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I, I, I hope, like, like I said, to me, some may call me soft or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't need them to. I don't need to see them play a try, uh, not one. But let's and, get old Noah Gray in here. Let the white pony live. I'm, I don't need to see. You it. know, I, I might be able to find the preseason snap counts. I have, I haven't looked it up, but based on just my memory, which is PK generally right pretty. You know, kind of all over the place. Um, I believe that Andy Reid, like, he does this every year where, oh, they're going to play the first quarter, and it's like they'll play one drive or they'll play two drives. If they score a touchdown on the first drive, they're for sure only playing the one drive. Like, they're not going to play the first quarter. There's just no circumstance where they're going to play the entire first quarter of this football game on Saturday. No, they shouldn't. They shouldn't, and and I'll keep my eyes, but I I know – they're not going to adhere what I'm saying because I know Pat will probably play a half in the final preseason game, which I just I'm completely against. Completely against. There's nothing I need to see those three guys do. Then nothing at all in a preseason game for that risk at all. All right, we gotta we gotta jump into the 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 segment that's sweeping the nation. Uh, everybody's everybody's hip to it. I mean, I get so many. So many requests and response to this segment. I've got it. I got at least three last week. Certified or imposter. I think that's what we're handling. We're sticking with certified or imposter. Look, I'm gonna make this one real quick, fellas. Anthony Hitchens. He's uh he's on it this week. Is he certified or is he an imposter? He's a damn imposter. All right, and I am over it, and I'm done with this experiment. Tony Hitchens can hit the road. I'm fine if he gets cut. He probably can't with his contract, but I would really, really, really celebrate. Not a, not a, not, that's, that's mean because a man losing his job, but I would. I'm over it. I don't need to see him anymore, all right? He is yeah. really what he's why been do you dislike? Why do you dislike Anthony Hitchens so much? I just felt like he's first he was overpaid, and you could just do better for the money. You could do better, like better. Couldn't you have called him an imposter years ago? Why are we just doing this now? Well, well, the hell, we just got a podcast, damn it. Okay. All right. I've been talking about Tony Hitchens for years. I'm just saying, it's not even just for the money. (laughs) There's just better options. All right. I'm at this point. What's five, six name? What, What the other white pony? Um, oh, Ben Neiman. Yeah, Ben Neiman. I'd rather see Ben injured. Ben no, Neiman. you no, you don't. I'd mean rather that. see no, yeah, Ben I mean, Neiman's bad. I mean, you don't, yeah, no, Anthony yeah. Hitchens is a is an NFL starter. Well, he's not Anthony, a good one. Anthony frustrates me. Really, he's really been basically masquerading as the black Mike Mislowski. That's what he's been doing. Mike Mislowski was good. No, he wasn't. Mike Mislowski <laughs> was a guy who made a lot of tackles 
five to seven yards off the ball. And that's what that's what Tony Hitchens does. All the time I see the back of 53 running down folks. Like, just I'm over him. Like, maybe you all think I'm being too hard on him. I may be. All right. But 53, I'm, I'm out. He's an imposter. I don't need to see him any longer. Spags Mike Mislowski is now an owner of a sporting goods store in Kansas City. Is What's it called Mislowski's? It's called the MB2, apparently. That's the so, stupidest uh, name I've ever <laughs> Good for you, Mike. It can't be successful. It can't be, uh, right? Congratulations <laughs> to Mike Mislowski on what I would I imagine mean, is a unbelievable adventure. <laughs> I still wake up in hot and cold sweat of him against Shannon Sharp. Uh, just running down the middle of the field and him in single cover. You remember Mike Mislowski had like 178 tackles one year or something. And uh, like none of them mattered. Not a one of them mattered. That's what I get from, from Anthony. Chiefs won the Super Bowl if he stays healthy in 2003. Um, Anthony Hitchens is a perfectly fine player. Is he overpaid? Yeah. Yeah. I would 100% agree with you there. Is he His really contract. a fine player? Yes. Yes. I would he, argue that's Brett Veach's worst move is Anthony Hitchens' contract. Well, I, I think Frank there's Clark a, has something to argue about. There's a case to be made, but Frank Clark is is definitely up there um, with him. Uh, I, I think you can also make a case trading up in the second round for what's-his-face defensive end. That Braylon Speaks. Yeah, that was oh, bad. My God. Uh, that, that was 50, pretty bad. That was pretty bad. It wasn't great. It's rough. Um, but at least with Anthony Hitchens, I know Ron hates him. I'm not sure why. It seems I don't hate him there. as a person. I just strongly hate him as a football. He player. seems like the best teammate. Like everybody loves him. Seemed a little personal, but we won't have to. We don't have to go there. He um, seems like he chooses Funyuns. Like that's the bag <laughs> of chips he chooses. And I he just don't respect anymore. He lost a lot of weight, man. He's going on the South Beach. Oh, see, now he's a liar. He eats chips and it's Funyuns. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Anthony Hitchens is a perfectly fine player. The problem is he makes $10.6 million. He ain't worth $10.6 million, but that's what you're paying him, and so that's what he's worth this year to the Chiefs. Um, is he certified or imposter? I think it depends on what your expectations are. Like, if your expectations are for him to be, like, the 30th best linebacker in the league, yeah, he's certified. He can be that. If your expectations are for him to live up to that contract, yeah, he's been an imposter since the moment that he signed it. He, he's, he's never once been worthy of that. Um, and it, that was always the case. It was an overpay from the moment that he signed the deal and everybody knew it other than the guy that is in charge of the Kansas city chiefs. But I will say this, when he is out there, you do notice a difference in the organization of the defense. And oh, I wow. know that do, that does not have $10 million worth of value. So it he's doesn't. an usher. He's, a, but he's, a, he's an usher. When Ben Neiman is out there, guys don't know where they're supposed to line up. That's and not Ben's fault. Now, ben Neiman yes, should be is. caught. Ben Neiman should be on this football. <laughs> yes, team. it is. And so Anthony Hitchens absolutely has value. He is going to be this year to Nick Bolton what Alex Smith was to Patrick Mahomes in terms of making him into a professional. He's talked multiple times about how Nick Bolton basically doesn't know how to take notes. Anthony Hitchens is teaching him how to do that. That's a valuable thing. Again, does it have $10.6 million in value? No. But it is worthy of uh, of a little bit of value, and Anthony Hitchens is a good player for the Chiefs who is overpaid. Yeah, yeah, you can go the Alex Smith reference. For me, he's Tom Savage to Deshaun Watson. Oh, get out! That's where that's where he is to be. That's enough. Tom Savage lasted a half. That's so disrespectful. Oh, no. That's so oh, disrespectful. Well, he's, he's been Tom a much Savage. better player than that. He's top. He is an Listen, NFL player. Like he belongs Listen, on an NFL roster. You can have your you can have your opinion, and I got mine. You want to make quarterback analogies? I thought the Alex Smith one was great. It was just wrong. He is Tom Savage, and Tom Savage gave it a half, and then Deshaun came in and took over, and then he took over the next week. That's what he, I'm he, looking for. He out might of Nick be Terod Taylor. He might be Terod Taylor to Justin Herbert last year. The boys, Tom be. Savage. All right, that's a, that. That's where I'm. I'm staying right there. Tom Savage. I don't, you call it disrespectful or not? And maybe Anthony Hitchens is going to come after me. But come on, after me. He should, frankly, for what you've said about that man. <laughs> what kind of teammate are he should? I mean, you're egging this on. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you serious? Yeah, I. I thought real quick, I know we got to get out of here, but I, I, I thought I saw a couple of Steven Surtis out at my son's baseball game today. You know, when you, you want to know how, you know, 
uh, a dad that's helping out doesn't know anything about baseball is when they're asked to be first or third base coach and they walk out there with a glove. I'd say, I'd say no. I, just I feel refuse. like Serta would do that. Like, I just flat out refuse. We had, I just be like, no, I, that's not I what had, I'm here for. I, I, I was going to take over third base coaching duties because these two fathers walked out there with gloves and they're punching the gloves and they're punching their fists in the gloves every time. Like, dude, man, you don't need a, you don't, you don't need a glove. You're, you're the third base coach. Sir. They're just I staying like ready. Would, they're staying ready. Staying ready. I feel like you would do that. Sir. I feel like no, hey, I man, just flat sir. out refuse. I just be like, no, I'm underqualified. And I don't want to be part of you. Would refuse, you would refuse to help the kids. I'd be like, what do you want? What do you want me to do? I'm not going to teach him anything. I don't know anything about the game. I I have no qualification to stand here. I don't know what the rules are. What do you want me to say? And then, I'm underqualified to be a third base coach in a little third league base game. Coach, yeah, seven year old. But BK, I wish you could see because Sir doesn't know anything about baseball. But I wish you could see where they were standing as well. Like, is it? I'd like, send them home every time. Every time, they, I, I mean, don't care. That's what you got to do. They're seven. These kids, these kids would need a hearing aid to hear the direction of what they're saying as far as they were standing away. I mean, this guy's up against with a glove. With his glove, he's in like right field, like in right field. All right, here we go. Like I'm like, good God, man! Somebody help these guys out, dog, man. That's just, just life, I guess. Oh, God, Lord, that, and I just looked at him. I said, "That'd be Serta. Serta be Serta somewhere would be in the line in left field." If I knew there was coach. a chance they would ask me to do that, I just wouldn't show up. I'd just <laughs> let my kid. Up. I'd just let my kid down. You, you you would drop the kid off up. at the field said, and be well, like, "Hey, I'll be out back after the game. Go ahead and give me a call." BK, absolutely. Said, I'd rather let my kid down. <laughs> That's the saddest thing I've ever heard you say. And you've said some ridiculous things. I'd rather let my kid down. There's no other way to end this show. There'll be more games. <laughs> wow, there'll be more games. No, you're gonna keep ducking out of it. Like, they would say, hey, man, Serta, he's a guy who works in sports. That's definitely, I would think he'd be, he'd know what a third base coach does. And I'd be like, that's the last thing in the world. Good Lord. All right. Show in BK on the Chiefs. Arrowhead Pride presents. Always a lot of fun. I'll see you boys next week. We are out.